1: This episode of COSTCAST is brought to you by Hero Hair, the real wig experience. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> you, you ever open up your pizza box and find no napkins? Oh, that's my nightmare. <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah. thunder
0: strikes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the form uh, Pennywise to take for me, a box of pizza that doesn't have
1: napkins. <laughs> no napkins. <laughs> Hello and welcome to CosCast. I am your host, William, also known as White Fang Cosplay. And joining me today, I have...
2: Alex, also known as Strictly Cosplay. Kyle from Kupo Kyle Cosplay.
1: And today, we have some spoopy content coming up. But before we get to that, we're going to touch on uh, something that's been going on recently, which, well, I say recently. It's been going on this year, but it's been, like, really impacting people recently, which is just how everything's been changing in the social networks for cosplayers. Uh, If you're a long-time user of Instagram, you know how the algorithms have been completely screwing you over, giving you almost no reach, and how frustrating it is. People have been looking for answers. Some people have been going to TikTok to find lots of attention, which they've been getting, frankly. It's been really interesting because when people go to TikTok, obviously, they're not making the same type of content that would be on Instagram. So you have people trying to branch out do different types of stuff just to get the same amount of attention? Do you think it's worth you know catering to all these social networks just to get the same amount of attention, or do you think it doesn't matter as much? Um, I don't
2: think it's really worth it. I think depending on if like cosplay is um, like your job, basically, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I think it's I think that's important. You know, being able to have your reach be able to reach the people who follow you and that sort of thing. Um, but I, don't, I feel like this is a humbling experience for cosplayers, but also reminding us that it's not about the followers and the likes and mm. the, you know, shares and that sort of thing. I, uh, I mean, I've talked about this a couple of times where it's, I like, I like to look back on what it means to me personally to be a cosplayer. And that's not how many people enjoy my content. It's what I enjoy about doing it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, is it discouraging? Definitely, I mean, you you want people to like your cosplays, obviously, but at the end of the day, it's you who needs to like it the most, right? And I think uh, it's a humbling experience, but maybe a humbling experience that needs to happen? I'm not
0: sure. That's fair. What's your take? So, um, as someone who doesn't really do social media much,
1: like, I have an Instagram only because I think you can make one. Like yeah. two years ago i think you you tend to post around when it's convention time but yeah. you don't like try to keep up that content off like con time you know yeah i think on
0: my phone i have like six years of the conventions i, I just too lazy to post <laughs> um so i'm the perspective the perspective i'm going to talk about this issue issue is from one that doesn't really do social media um so just to extent of my social media um experience i have a facebook which is also my cosplay page. Um, I, if you're friends with me, you'll see my cosplays on Facebook. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is cosplay-specific. Uh, however, even then, like Will says, I post like only Dirt Conventions and only a third of the photos, and ones that I only know the people um, that I can tag them with. Because, and I don't know if it's me, or if it's me being shy, or it's just a stigma, but I've noticed that a lot of cosplayers want to be credited for the work. Of course, that makes sense. Uh, but unfortunately, um, when I when I first started going to conventions, Anime Boston, my senior year of high school, which has been like 10 plus years ago, um, Instagram wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Facebook just started happening. So when you post a cool photo of a cool costume, that's all you have to do. No tagging, no like, hey, uh, look at this cool, like, uh, what's it called? Naruto cosplayer I saw. That was it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you're almost expected, especially on Instagram, to tag this person and accredit them, and now nowadays, accredit who the photographer was. And to me, that's overwhelming because if you don't know me now, you do. I'm super duper lazy. Uh, the reason why I don't post many photos is because I don't remember their handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, remembering a handle is uh, it's essentially remembering a name that, and let's let's be real here, um, a lot of people are bad at. Um, Same. Yeah. So that's one perspective for me uh, why I think that social media. I'm not gonna say it's ruining cosplay. I'm not gonna say it's. Um, um, it's a, almost a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yes. One, you're getting more exposure, which is cool. But two, I think it's getting away, at least from my personal philosophy of cosplay, which is, like, first and foremost, you cosplay for yourself, in my opinion. Obviously, if it's your job, you know, do your most you can to promote yourself to make that moolah. But um, for me, it's always been a hobby. Um, it's always something I want to do for fun. For me, the, I cosplay oftentimes very obscure or dumb things because... I live for the one moment where the film's like, "Oh my God, are you this? I love you. Let's talk." Yeah. Uh, that's why I cosplay that. That's why I cosplay in general. But conversely, some people that um, I'm how do I say this without being mean? So some people enjoy uh, s- spreading their content in the world and being credit for it and saying, "Hey, this is how cool my stuff is. Look at it." Mm. And uh, if you want, if that is your enjoyment of cosplay, more power to you. But uh, to harken back to what Alex said. It really depends on your your take on your personal philosophy of cosplay. If that's what you want, that's what you do.
1: I'm more on the more uh, to yeah. use a gaming term, uh, filthy casual. Cosplay. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's a good perspective to have because, in a way, I think that, like you were saying, we kind of need to be humbled in a way and remember, because like you enjoy cosplay just as much as us, even though you don't do it the same way. Like, and I think that there's something to that, and I think that how this really kind of all starts is that you don't really start. I mean. This may be a little bit generalizing, but you don't really become a cosplayer because of some good experience that you had online. It's typically you went to a convention, you met some cool people, then it's like, I want to be a cosplayer. Like, it's the conventions that really sell you on being a cosplayer and conventions that you end up talking most about and, you know, what you crunch to make cosplays for. Sure, people crunch to make cosplays for online things, but those are typically more around the lines of things like Patreon and things of that nature. Um, but I think. We're all looking for, t- to recapture some of those con highs, in my opinion. And some people, to kind of bridge those gaps, social media is a great way to go. You know, you can relive some of your past con memories, you know, stretch out that content, keep in touch with people. All phenomenal stuff, but I think that uh, people get obsessed with, once they get a different kind of high, with getting exposure and getting likes and stuff like that, they kind of put it on the same playing field as a con experience. I don't think those things should be equal. I think the online thing should be a much more supplementary thing that should in no way impact your viewpoint on the con experience. Because I think some people, when they raise the bar on the social media experience, then if the social media experience isn't going that great for them, then they're like, well, what's the point of going to a convention anymore? It like, has nothing to do with the con. Those things don't go together, you know? I mean, I
0: definitely relate like that to people when I go to live concerts, people who take the entire concert on their phone. First of all, A, that's super illegal. <laughs> uh, but B, like, no one's going to watch your crappy 240p phone video, yeah. or, uh, crappy audio quality of a concert that would rather be there. You're only doing it to share it other people to show, hey, I went to a concert. Uh, that At least that's my cynical look on the view there. Yeah. Uh, but really, cool. to harken to your point, yeah, I agree. Like Social media shouldn't take away from your con experience. That being said, if your con experience is showing people you've been to a convention, then go for it. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Uh, but no I, I, to, I really want to break to the point you said that uh, to reiterate you said that um, the uh, people go to conventions um, and you want to separate the two there mm-hmm. um, and that people begun to cosplay because you, they go to conventions so it's, a, it's almost like a positive feedback loop. right? At least that's how I got into cosplay I I, I see uh, I t- my friends say hey go to MA Boston it's cool uh, and I'm like cool I'm going to go to this convention and be cloud um, which is what I did but I think Again, that's like ten plus years ago. Nowadays, uh, it's so much easier to just go on Instagram and see these photos of conventions, and then that's how they get into cosplay. Mm. So I would argue that social media actually made it a lot um, a bigger venue for more people to cosplay because they see these amazing photos. Mm-hmm. The big cosplay names, uh, I can't. There's too many to name. I'm not gonna <laughs> try. But like all the big ones out there, are like a lot of people say, "Hey, I want to be just like this person," and mm. that's how they got into cosplay. So I think it changed
1: nowadays, honestly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's I, it's definitely had a lot of positive influence, you know, when it comes to making connections and then reaching out for help. You know, I can not tell you how many times I've seen someone in person at a convention, but didn't really, because sometimes conventions can be crazy, didn't really reach out to them till afterwards online. and be like, hey, how did you make your cosplay? And then sometimes those are almost better experiences when you're trying to get information, because sometimes cons can be so hectic that depending on how busy a person is, it can be hard to to meet them also at a time when they have uh, a minute to break down everything for you because sometimes you see them a passing and it's like you have a chance for a nice compliment and that's about it but a whole conversation can sometimes be tricky depending on what kind of person you're trying to reach out to you know yeah. and a lot of the times you'll meet like somebody who
2: actually follows you on instagram who loves your work and then afterwards you can see that they see their instagram go like, yeah. oh that's awesome, too. I'll follow them. And then you guys can, like, go back and forth on some of the stuff that you're building. And it's, like, it's... I definitely feel like in, um, social media does help with um, strengthening connections with people and being able to learn a lot more when it comes to building stuff, um, like your cosplays and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's always the best starting point or the mm. place... The, the place to put the most focus on. I, if, yeah, no, I agree with that. If that's like the only way that you can uh, interact with somebody, then yeah, go for it. But
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, no, like, I, no, I actually never thought about that. Yeah, like, because on in Instagram, obviously, you only post your best photos on Instagram. I don't. I take <laughs> trash photos
1: <laughs> discussing selfies because that's what I love. But
0: typically, most uh, the top cosplayers want their best photos. You know, um, that, that's, of course, that's what they do. It's yeah. your best photos. It's how you get the most likes and your best attention. Um, if you are exposed to only that content as a non cosplayer wanting to get into cosplay, you can easily get overwhelmed. Like, oh, my God, like, I can't ever do that. That's so much. Mm. And I'm here to say, well, you don't need to go that far. You can... Bring a stop down, wear a cool hoodie, and hey, that's cosplay if you think it is. That's. No, no one's gonna. It, it's something that I guess people forget that, like, there there's no. Like, unless you're com- competitively, like the cosplay summit loves you're competitively doing cosplay, like, no one's gonna say, oh, you're not cosplaying right, or oh, you're not enjoying this as much as you should be, or anything along those lines. That's. Um, blasphemous first of all no one should ever berate you for that yeah yeah
2: going back to uh, posting your best pictures I think the last picture that I posted was me next to a toilet so
1: (laughs) I don't know if I can say that about myself I think when you start taking yourself less seriously and this is especially included online the more you
2: find enjoying it. Oh, it is so much fun! Like you said, you like to do a lot of the memes and like the just the the fun pictures, yeah. basically, and that's the stuff that I get a real kick out of too. I post a couple of those, and it just it's just fun, you know. When you actually enjoy yourself and be goofy at a con, that's when it's it's just so much more relaxing. Yeah, you
0: know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, bottom line, if you're having fun, you're not doing it wrong. Uh, sorry, if you're having fun, not at the expense of others, you're doing it right. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. You know, a- another interesting perspective, right, is that how many conventions do you typically go to a year? You want a number? Oh, God. Uh, I'm say on average, I'm going to say six. Okay, yeah. you,
0: yeah.
1: Alex? Um, Around seven, six or seven, I think. Yeah. And at this year, I'll go- I'm going to clock in at eight, which is the lowest it's been in a few years. And something that I'm also realizing is... <laughs> I know, right? That's I tried money. to <laughs> I cut the fat so somewhat, and then I thought that, like, man, I feel like I'm not going to any conventions, Then I just, like, pulled up my list and was like, this is gonna be my eighth convention. Why am I complaining, you know? Um, I hear people cutting back and they're like only going to two conventions. I'm just like, oh man. So, but I'm just thinking if you're someone who only goes to like one or two conventions a year, I think like this whole thing, like this whole conversation has a different dynamic. You know, I'm trying to go back to the days when I only did like one or two conventions a year and- Remember the days where you only wore one cosplay the entire weekend? Yeah. yeah. Me, and, yeah. yeah it's it's weird because i know people who do that still totally consider themselves cosplayers and oh they are yeah no 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 i'm not saying that they're not i'm just saying that i think that because it's it almost forces them to be content with the fact that as hard as they try they couldn't even post content all the time because they only go to like a couple of engines. sure you can sprinkle in some like meetups and on location photo shoots stuff like that but the chances that if you're not going to that many cons it's because you're trying to save money so that also means you probably can't do a lot of photo shoots so you're probably not going to be able to have a full year's worth of content now i i to, to i guess to make clear your
0: your point here. So you're trying to say this is a person, this hypothetical person yeah. is someone who wants to be more prevalent on social
1: media, no, I'm just but saying, only like, goes one kind of you? No, I'm just saying that this is someone who tried to make the most of what they have and best case scenario, they couldn't even possibly reach content sale once a day. So they're kind of being oh. forced to be being content with what they have. And they don't even have the option to want to go all out. You know, Not they necessarily. Just don't you
2: know, conventions aren't the only way to uh, get pictures of your cosplays and a lot of people will make cosplays and not bring them to the conventions and you said that it's hard to take like do photo shoots and that sort of thing you can literally go into your backyard and have like your your best friend or like your your parent take pictures of you and then you can post that and people will still enjoy it you know like that's fair there's quality photographers which is all well and good I mean I really appreciate them but you know regular uh, like touch screen iPhone pictures will still do well you know,
1: yeah, I'm just saying I'm not saying that you can't do that. And I'm just saying that I don't expect someone and I don't typically see it, someone who only goes to one to two conventions a year consistently posting year round. Um, they'll have a nice fluff of content around those conventions, um, say on, on some similar scared scale to you, except that you, you go to more conventions. Um, but what I'm saying is that the difference between you who chooses to do that, someone who only goes to like two conventions and then sprinkles in some other stuff there would have a very hard time achieving that type of consistent content. So they're, they're kind of being forced to being put in that mindset of I'm just going to enjoy what I'm able to put out at the chances that I'm given and just be okay with the fact that, yeah, I'm going to have some weeks where I just don't have any content to post. And that's just how it is. Where if you go to six to 10 conventions a year, if you do it right, you could easily have content year round, no problem. Um, and I mean, you said that this person
0: is content with the content that they currently have, so I don't see the issue there. Yeah, no, uh,
1: that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. That's that's the nice thing is that okay. you see them getting enjoyment even though that they're not, you know, fulfilling like the the typical cosplayer quota of online presence and whatnot. And you realize that it just doesn't affect them at all. And they're they're in a situation that kind of forces them to be with there, but they're just happy to make the most of what they're doing i'm not saying this whole thing this whole scenario has a negative experience i'm just saying is that when i look at those people i see them enjoying cosplay just as much as anyone else even though they don't even have the option to even like they don't even they can't complain about social media metrics when they can't even post every day, you know? So it's okay. like yeah, it's I, not as big of a deal to them. Yeah. It's, it's become clear now. But okay. is there an
2: actual quota for regular cosplayers to fill out for posting? I mean, because I know a lot of regular cosplayers who have multiple cosplays, but they still won't post for a little while,
1: you know? I mean, everyone has lapses here and there uh, by choice, but I'm saying that anyone who is obsessed with the social media aspect of cosplay, they know that you have to post daily. So... Well, you don't... The social media aspect? Right, if you're looking to maximize your analytics and algorithm potential, all that jargon, you have to post at least once a day. So people who... I'm talking about the people who are trying to get this success and boil down into the numbers, into the social media aspect inside of this cosplay, They're the ones that like got to post every day, it's gotta be good content, all this kind of stuff. And I think that when you you see those types of people, I think more often than not, they're kind of stressing out and complaining about how just the algorithm is. And on the flip side, you got the people who, again, like I said, don't even have that option typically and they're totally fine, you know? Like I, yeah. um. Because I feel like they have more right to complain than the people who have all the content in the world, you know? I, I kind of see what you're getting at.
2: I know a lot of people who are really frustrated with the algorithms and the lack of reach that they have to their mm-hmm. uh, followers and stuff, and uh, like, I, I see it that they're, they're really getting depressed and uh, disappointed by the fact that they feel like they're not doing good enough, like they aren't good enough themselves, and right. that's one of the things that they need to realize is that that, at the end of the day, likes and follows doesn't matter. Mm. You know, like uh, like I said, it's a humbling experience to have not the reach that you used to or the reach that you want to have, but it's something that you have to face. Like it's a, it's a reality where yeah, sometimes these things suck, but it's not what matters at the end of the day.
0: It's a, it's a tough topic uh, because uh, you guys are arguing on two sides of the coin here, and I'm I'm very much there's just no cosplay and convention is so big nowadays, so mainstream. That you can't really do black and white. Uh, it, it, it's a whole spectrum now. They have one where like people actually care about likes and follows because that's their well-being, that's their job. So mm-hmm. of course they they argue, say, "Hey, I'm trying my hardest here, but I'm not getting the attention that I need to make a living. That sucks." Of course. Uh, but then Will Samba, will like you know, there are people who only go to one convention. They're perfectly happy. Well, well, maybe that person that's not their job, so they're just okay yeah. with that. So uh, cosplay nowadays is a legitimate career for a lot of people and that's where the likes and follows matter uh then there are people like me where i just i'm a a meme lord and i just want (laughs) to have have fun and laugh and make friends so it's a spectrum it's hard to talk about uh there's no black and white answer it's just lots of shades of gray yeah um that's where i'm at with that yeah Yeah, it's it's a whole can of worms i
1: I have my own personal opinions obviously but yeah and i'm saying like every person is going to cosplay differently and i'm definitely not saying there's one way that you should do it guess the main thing I'm trying to say is that you can't let the social media dictate who you are as a cosplayer. Like, yes, you do have some- I agree of, that. You have some areas where like, yeah, it's your job, but like, if we're being honest here, that's still like 2% of cosplayers at most, you know? Um, most people, um, and I guess the nice thing about that is that, honestly, if you're making money through cosplay, you're really doing it through Patreon, and Patreon doesn't have quite the same problems. But yeah, reach is still important. I I don't know as much about this, so I won't speak as much into that side. But if you're the average cosplayer, chances are you don't make any money doing cosplay. That's just how it works. None of us make any money doing cosplay. Definitely, <laughs> we'll not. get lucky if we get a free ticket to something, you know. <laughs> um, so. What I'm, what I'm speaking, you know, to the average cosplayer, and he, if we're trying to enjoy this as like an expensive hobby, or just a, a nice craft, or whatever you want to call this, um, I think it's really important to make sure that most of your energy is going towards the conventions, and most of the energy that you're getting out is coming from the conventions, and that's what you harp on and not your social media experiences. And I think it's harder, especially, again, if you're someone who only goes to one to two, they still manage to do it, you know, where they can pull from just that one or two experiences a year and be perfectly happy for an entire year. And then you mean to tell me that there's people who go to eight, 12 conventions a year, and they're like basically like depressed about cosplay at any time that they're not at a convention because of algorithms? Like, yes, the algorithms stuck. It really is sucky to see, you know, you used to perform at a certain rate and now you're not simply for the fact that how the system is set up. That sucks, don't get me wrong. But you're telling me that you're gonna let some algorithms like decide your fate about your enjoyment over something? Come on guys, like, like, like you said, like social media is a, still a fairly new introdu- introduction into this community. And people have been cosplaying just fine <laughs> without it, you know, um, so social media, very valuable asset to have but i think that people put way much of their their just overall happiness of their overall cosplayer persona into their internet presence okay so that's Uh, that's your opinion on the
0: social media yeah okay what's what's (laughs) yours man Oof, man, <laughs> I don't know what to say now I that I said everything I needed to. <laughs> if you had to condense, you just
2: like
1: want to wrap it half up. A sentence uh,
2: that. I would say that social media, like you said, is very important to people who make cosplay their job. Um, but for regular cosplayers, it's, it's just another way to share something that you enjoy and to connect with other people that you can enjoy their content as well, and also hopefully connect with them at other cons. And. Yeah, I feel like it's important and it's enjoyable and but it, it shouldn't be the deciding factor for uh, regular cosplayers on if they are enjoying themselves
1: cosplaying or not. I think another way to think about this, right, is that you enjoy cosplays cosplaying at a convention because of the interactions that you have. You mm-hmm. enjoy Meeting up with friends, oh, right. you enjoy going to events and crowds. You enjoy meeting someone you know who loves your cosplay, especially if it's like a more niche cosplay. You love those interactions with other people, and I think that if you're looking to get the most out of online, it's not going to be from the interactions of likes and comments. It's going to be interactions like communicating with people online. You know, in the DMs, maybe through stories. You know, you're talking back and forth. That's direct experience. messages. Yeah, like actual actual communication, and not just black and white, I like this or I don't like this because, hey, chances are, I mean, because right now we've been boiling down the issue to actually being reach and not to do with things like your quality of content. So you're not failing as a cosplayer. Don't worry about that. Just know that the people still liked you before still like you now, and that hasn't changed. So reach out to them, you know, get some more direct content in... Direct contact in with your social media experience, and I think that that's going to really bring the the best out of social media is when you're you know talking with people online and kind of bring those connections from the convention to continuing online and focusing less about how your posts are performing. You know, I like that. I like that a lot.
2: Focusing more on the on the contact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: good. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of get what you're saying um because. I mean, as much as I enjoy people liking my stuff online, um, when people see a cosplay that I have, the same cosplay that I don't get much attention online, they see it in person. Even if it's just one person who sees it and just their eyes bug out of their face, that's that's something that gets me. I mean, uh, <laughs> last con I was at, I was doing domestic Genos, which is when he's cleaning... Uh, in One Punch Man, he's cleaning the toilet with a yeah. pink apron and everything. One person saw me and just freaked out, and that was enough for me, you know? <laughs> like,
1: alright, I made myself happy. Uh I, mean, yeah. they made me I happy. think, you know what, I think it, it's kind of crazy how, say, if you're used to getting, say, 100 likes on the picture you can get absolutely no negative responses about a picture. But if you're used to getting hundred until you get 65 likes on a picture, you fill in the blank and say that because I didn't reach a hundred means that there was people who saw this post and didn't like it cause they didn't like, didn't think the picture was good. Like your, your brain is filling in negative context where there is no negative contents. Like, it's not as black and white as lack of lights does not mean people disliked your content Most cases means just people didn't see it and that's a whole yeah. other problem You know, <laughs> but I think that even even people like myself who is aware of this is a reach and algorithm based issue We still take numbers like that filling in the blank and putting a, a slapping a negative context on it for no reason <laughs> So
0: uh, It's definitely human nature So you have like concrete data for it, or if you're a monster anywhere I you know, browse for better, go through Instagram. I, I like things you know, emotionally, but I don't physically double tap because I'm too lazy. I'm <laughs> one would, of those monsters. I've yeah. been noticing that sometimes I see something and really
2: like it, and then forget to like it and just keep scrolling. So yeah, yeah. it's not just it's not just uh, yeah.
0: content. I mean, uh, I guess you know my opinion on social media. Short term, social media sucks, especially when mixed with uh, cosplay. That's my yeah. shorthand. <laughs> uh, longhand is um, just you know cosplay, what you want, have fun with it you're not doing it wrong and if you have use social media to share your stuff and communicate with people great but short term social media sucks maybe that's like crotchety old oh back in my day so yeah i'm starting to feel that more and more yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You're working over there yeah uh, i'm getting there i hope yeah, yeah. I, I never thought i'd be someone who'd be like oh they're they're so like like new and like they'll never understand what it's like to be but honestly like there is some aspects of that creeping in where it's like oh you just don't know what it's like You're <laughs> talking about new cosplayers yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: yeah.
1: I, I refuse to become one of those people back in my but like it's hard not to see some things and think uh if only you knew
2: <laughs> it's nice to look back on what it felt like to be like that, you know?
1: Yeah. Like so a, a fresh a fresh cosplayer. If real
0: it can't say it's real spooky. What? Is that a is that a segue? Yeah, it's a segue. Oh, okay. okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to that, yeah. we gotta get into our ad. So let's hear a word from our sponsor, Hero Here. This episode of Coscast is brought to you by Hero Here, the real wig experience. Hero Hair creates high-definition, feature film-grade, lace-front custom cosplay wigs, facial hair applications, and hairpiece applications directly from the cosplayers inspired imagination. This this includes full screen-accurate reproduction pieces, down to the very last discernible detail. These one-of-a-kind custom pieces are crafted by hand, specifically to the head shape, facial structures, and scalp typography of the client, in order to elevate the client's wig to match the quality of a cosplay build itself and complete the transformative illusion of cosplay of the client's hero from any genre imaginable, whether it be movies, television, comics, historical, animation, and anime, and even original concepts. Our company was founded and is run by established entertainment industry wig masters and hair artisans, all currently working at the top levels of their fields. With wig and hair credits spanning feature film, television, and theaters, these elite professionals bring with them a combined total of more than 100 years of experience in crafting one of the most complex and often misunderstood aspects of cosplay, the transformative illusion of the wig, and the literal and figurative crown of cosplay. Thank you, Hero Hair, for sponsoring this episode of Coscast. Thank you, Hero Hair, for sponsoring this episode and the entire season of Coscast. Now, let's get into our spoopy content, which is somehow more topical than our topical segment. Whatever. (laughs) I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, it's a fun. This was actually, yeah, this is something that we're just kind of doing as friends. We've been cosplaying together for so long now. Um, And then, um, so some of our, you know, examples are shared experiences, which just makes it fun. But honestly, we just thought it'd be fun for once to have a nice casual experience you know, casual fun talk about something cosplay related, something more lighthearted. A lot of times we talk about some very serious deep conversations. with then, ah, let's mix it up. Let's have something nice. So, um, this was actually recommended to us way back. Um, I want to say episode six of season one where we did our wow. live show at Cape. And, um, I can't remember if it was during the episode or afterwards we asked, what's some, like, Episode suggestions that you have for us, and I remember one of them being cosplay horror stories. <laughs> so someone, uh, I think maybe uh, Michaela brought that to my attention after last month's episode that we should do. horse like, oh yeah, someone did recommend that. We should totally do that for next month because it's Halloween month. So
0: I mean, I still are. I'm still up for the idea that we should do coscast in cosplay and Halloween just be normal clothes. <laughs> But that that we we still work on that. We, we should start doing it. that. Yeah, we, right we'll, after yeah. 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 Next season we'll workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll get with the program. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, I think I'm trying to I'm trying to think back of like what's my first by horror story? Cuz there's a while where everything goes well, but then I think the first one, the first time that something goes really wrong is really scary because, like, you freak out, you've never been in a bad situation before, you don't for know. For really, cosplay. Yeah, for cosplay. There's other things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, for instance, I remember the first time I forgot to bring a wig cap to convention, and I was like, Crap, what am I gonna do? And I was like freaking out and I said, really it's not that big of a deal, Like looking back on it. But like, I remember the first time I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I think the first time something went really wrong um, was, I think we were it was Queen City Kamikaze. And mm-hmm. we were waiting to get into the convention and I was just, I was cosplaying Ozpin and I had my cane, I had my mug and I also had my phone. I was fumbling with my phone. I went to shuffle objects in my hands and the mug just slipped out of my hands. Mug completely um what shattered. Shattered. No, was it made out of? Ceramic. Ceramic, yeah. So it like it didn't stand a chance. It was on pavement, so it was just Psh! and not only like was that thing just gone, <laughs> but it was like in front of everyone, so like everyone saw it. And I was just like. How embarrassing.
2: Oh. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to be a teacher, a professor, yeah, I dropping know.
1: Mug. And then I think what was really disappointing about that is that I hadn't even gotten to the con. Yeah, you are t- right outside yeah. the con. And there's nothing... It's like, I can't back out now. I'm in line to get in the con. It's just like, cool. I'm now going into the con, like, missing a big prop of my costume. You're mugless. Yeah, so... I was right next to him, by the way, and I
2: was just... I don't know if I laughed a little bit, but I was just like, oh, no, that sucks for you, doesn't it, bud? <laughs> Uh, I think I think it wasn't completely shattered. I thought we got
1: some super glue for that. So not that time because (laughs) This happened more than once (laughs) The second time I'm trying to remember where this happened. I don't even know Um, I want to say Kineticon maybe the first year went to the Kineticon because this time it just the first time I remember completely shattering because the one I have now um, even though I don't use the cosplay anymore, I glued it back. Yeah, it was Kinetic on it because I remember I went to that cosplay repair shop. Um, that time, completely shattered. I think the only thing left was the handle. Like That was it. It was just obliterated. So this next one that I get, um, and this one, what's so sad about it is, so, so Queen City, when is Queen City typically? March, March or April. March or April. So literally three months later into July, new mug. Same problem where this time I like ninja like gag reflex where I like kick my leg out to like hit the mug so it doesn't like hit the ground. I think that's a natural and reflex, but sure. Yeah, I'm like
0: ninja I, gag I, reflex. Not ninja. Cool. Yeah. I usually try and do something like that with <laughs> things. But um, a ninja gag reflex, yeah. man, that's legendary. Man. What is that? Yeah. I'd
1: I rather re- I really not unpack that. <laughs> Let's move on. It's yeah. a very 50 50 shot yeah. thing because sometimes. You make it so you land on it lands on your foot, it's much softer, and then it like pops on the ground. It's like, okay, everything's fine. Or you make it worse when you just kick it like ten you feet kick away. It into the
2: air, it hits somebody in the
1: face, and then it shatters. Yeah. That that one happened, not hitting someone in the face, but it definitely. I just like. <laughs> I just like if someone. This one I don't think really anyone saw, but I'm just trying to picture someone watching this happen with just dropping a mug and then just. Kicking it like it wasn't enough for the mug to drop. You just like kick it like like 12 feet away from you, only for it to shatter way over there. It's when you treat your object like an ha- like a hacky sack. <laughs> so that happened, but in this case, only the handle broke. So it broke into like three pieces. The actual oh, good. mug thing was fun. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. I took that and then took it to cosplay res- repair shop, and I was just like, help me. <laughs> That was surprisingly humble because I remember I, I've never been to cosplay or repair shop for that, and I'm just like, please save my convention because right now I feel oh really my crappy. word. Yeah, shout outs to cosplay repair stations, repair families, repair oh,
0: The people who
2: walk by yeah. with super super glue and they have the entire belt and jacket and yeah. stuff.
0: God bless you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely the true unsung heroes of conventions are the cosplay repair people.
1: Definitely yeah, the heroes. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever had any experiences? Involving your cosplay breaking? My cosplay breaking? Um, yeah, no, or I, any horror stories?
0: Or any, yeah, oh, <laughs> or I,
2: I just have like a I have a couple of horror stories. But I remember um, the first time I made my Jean cosplay, or the my official Jean cosplay when we went to Rhode Island Comic Con. I didn't know how to strap it or anything like that, so I tried uh, hot gluing crappy Velcro together to hopefully hold everything together, and it just kept popping off. It was not. Like, it wasn't sticking to the armor at all. I had to try and not breathe at all. Oh. And then I would take one small inhale, and then it would just pop right off.
0: Oh. So I
2: was constantly having this cosplay just break down on me, and it was really disappointing. It was essentially a corset at that point. Yeah, yeah it yeah. literally was a corset that
1: wasn't really corsetting. It was just breaking. <laughs> um, I think the most annoying, like, those ones are the worst, are the, are the cosplay, like, actual cosplay problems where you're constantly aware of because if I move in a certain direction, it's going to break and that's all you can think about for the mm-hmm. entire time you're wearing the cosplay and it like ruins your experience. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And
2: I'm I, I was, an, I'm still kind of a novice cosplayer, but I was, this was when I was just starting out with building things and sort of I, had no, I had no <laughs> idea how to fix this. I was like, why is this not working? It's supposed to work. Velcro, you have failed me and I didn't use Velcro for a while. Actually, my newest cosplay does have Velcro, but it's good at Velcro, so mm. moving up in the world. <laughs>
0: if it worked on my shoes,
2: why can't it work on my cosplay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that was one. And also, traveling for cons is kind of uh, horrifying. <gasps> yeah. I think you and I are thinking of the same thing when we went to KatsuCon this year, um, where we rented a van for all of us. I think it was us like, what, eight of us, six of us? I think it, was eight it, it got more the more eight we went down. Of, yeah.
1: Yeah. Eight of us on the way there, nine of us on the way back. Yeah.
2: Oof. So we, we uh, had it all under one person's card, which was yours, yeah. I believe. I was the one old enough to do it, yeah. 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 And it was a nightmare packing everything. It was a nightmare driving down because not only is it like a six, eight hour drive, something like that, we also had to take turns and each person isn't used to driving a large
1: van like each that. Each person had it's a turns. Each person had a different problems. Oh yeah, it. <laughs> it's a
2: sixteen-passenger van, and when I tried driving it, I asked, "Okay, am I turning right here? Or am I going straight?" And they said, "Keep or am I, am I going? Am I turning right or keep going straight?" And they're like, "Stay on this road." But I was already in the middle between roads, yeah. so I didn't know which road I was supposed to go. And everyone was just screaming at me, and I'm like, "What do I do?" And then they finally yelled, "Go right!" <laughs> so I did, and I was lucky. Um, but then it was just is terrifying all the way down there we wanted to get there we ran low on gas to the point we had five <laughs> miles left in the tank when we were this close was, to the
1: con that was my fault
2: yeah i was like i was in the back seat this was the people the co-pilot and the pilot or the driver, yeah. we supposed to keep an eye on this and i'm in the back being like hey guys that's looking a little low don't you think and then we just went to a ghetto neighborhood tried to fill up on
0: gas and it was just it was terrifying and then and all of the neighborhood's sketchy. Uh, the gas station we went to was probably the one good gas station in a 20-mile radius because there was, like, 20 cars and then one pump. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. I remember, like, the trip wasn't that bad overall. Wasn't I think the, the driving just... was scary for sure. Um, for me, I actually do have experience driving a 15-passenger van because of my large family. I had... But that being said, it is not nearly as tall. This van is tall. Yeah. And there were some parts where we were driving where we hit some really big wind gusts. And that thing moves. Yes. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely pay attention. Yeah. That.
1: That. Yeah. yeah. That, that. That's. That's what it was. It's like you could not just zone out driving this thing. You had to like Focus. be On your toes. Yeah. yeah.
2: It just had us all on edge, wondering like, is this really worth it? Are we gonna die trying <laughs> to go to Katsukon? And then we luckily we got there. We got back. Some drivers were decent. Other drivers were just like slamming on the accelerator, just zooming forward, and I was getting
1: terrified. But hey, luckily we made it through that and the gas station was so funny though because like I remember we got there because I failed to let the driver know that we were like five miles away from running out of gas because we were only 10 miles away from the convention and I was just so excited by the fact that we're so close and we've been in this van for so long and didn't even think about oh yeah gas is a thing and we might run out before we get there so um, we you stop at this gas station, and like well, we you pulled said, into the, the, the one gas station where there was all the cars. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm bringing it up. is just that portion where pull in, everyone's fighting to get us. Like, there's no clear- This isn't like your typical busy gas station where you have people lining up to go to the next to the pump. It's nice and organized. No, this thing was cramped and there was like three cars trying to go for the same pump but no person really had the right of way or whatever and just a lot of there was, was the zero hell? organism there was pulling <laughs> yeah.
2: forward backing out doing a u turn inside the gas
0: station uh, it was hectic we did, we did every letter like alphabet kind of turn
1: yeah <laughs> and then everyone was so worried about the just the size of the van so everyone was being like over cautious when it came to backing up and moving around if people were going to hit us and people started freaking out and they made other people freak out to the point where I remember I was the only person like not yelling at one point and I was like guys can we not everyone was just like oh my gosh they're going to hit us, hit us. Was like well they were going to hit us it's <laughs> no, so, like that's the thing he's like we were all bickering everyone was like progressively getting louder and I'm just like just get us out of here <laughs> so that was crazy so cosplay not so much but
2: convention I mean yeah.
1: that's part of part of like because when it's cosplay it's not just talking about the cosplay itself but cosplaying there's a whole lot of portions and spinning gears that goes into a whole cosplay experience Spinning gears, definitely
0: yep I mean definitely um, the photo you see on the social media and back to our first segment uh, there's a lot more to it the traveling uh, the expenses uh, the hotel which is what my story is about uh, you, you go with your story? oh yeah I'm yeah, good alright cool so uh, my story was uh, when I started cosplaying in college um, I told I wear my geekdom on my sleeve I'm like yeah uh, it was like a your lame like college orientation like oh give me two truths and a lie and I'm like oh uh, one of my truths was like ah, I cosplay and go to conventions and this apparently that harkened enough like Interest in the orientation like oh my god, you know brings with you next time and that was a friend group and all that stuff like that So that when it came to Boston, um, this person was like hey Kyle you've been doing this for a couple years Let me take the wheel in terms of like booking hotel and you know organizing uh, all this stuff I'm just like sure a break for a break for a year of me not doing things just worrying about my cosplay cool uh, Well, it ended up where uh, she missed the deadline for the hotel. So yeah, I get a like a sub hotel where this hotel was um, one of those hotels where it actually they actually cared and counted how many people were staying in the room. You know how most oh. conventions are like, yeah, it's a four-person hotel, but we cram like eight people in there because they're expensive. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Pretty yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this one was like, no, uh, we need head counts and stuff like this because it was small enough to do that. It wasn't like a Sheraton, but th- this hotel was small enough to say, like, oh, we, it, we, two people only.
1: That's it. Was it also like, like a fancy, like a fancier name brand hotel, or not like a Hilton or a Nope. No? Nope. nope. Not
0: Look. not big name hotel. It's just a small hotel, huh. uh, and well, it was semi close to the venue. Uh, it was one of the cheaper hotels, that's why she booked it. Uh, but they were really particular about that. So what ended up happening was, luckily, I managed to stay in the room, but other people uh, did not. And not um, even when I stayed there, I slept on like a cot, uh, even though I you know paid my share of the hotel. That's on a cot. Uh, but the horror story was the just the backlash of it. It really. Um, and that, that's why I want to bring something that isn't so much physical, but it is more emotional and um, just more friendship. A lot of friendships were lost and broken that day because of some silly thing that really shouldn't have Yo. happened. Um, so I guess that's my horse story is like don't uh, call it selfish, but when I go to conventions, it is essentially my vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm not going yeah. to work, if I'm not sleeping, if I'm not eating, my fun is taking these vacations going to these conventions because it is legitimately a whole weekend for me and it's time that I'm taking out my work schedule to have fun. So if it's selfish to me to think that, hey, I want to have fun on my own vacation, I got to think about number one here, um, that I guess I'm selfish. But after that weekend especially, um, it really solidify that, you know what, like I'm not going to let someone's well-being in terms of like, I'm having a bad convention experience, therefore I'm going to suck you into my bad con mm-hmm. experience, therefore making you have a bad con experience. I, every convention I go to, and even when we talk about that road trip to Kineticon, uh, or it was a road right. on Kineticon, yeah. I'm like, I'm here to have fun, I'm going to stay upbeat, I'm going to have the time of my life, and that is the mentality I'll maintain for all three days. And that definitely helped me
2: with that convention. I mean, having a road trip buddy and like a karaoke buddy, Yeah. one of the best things that really helps you out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like on an emotional level, um, conventions are really stressful, varying to some people, but overall I'd say it's a stressful experience. But if I'm going to make it to my vacation, I want to have fun. And uh, unfortunately, that weekend was ruined not only for me, but for my my ex friend group because, uh, unfortunately, um, miscommunication, poor planning. This isn't even like cosplay related. This is just. Poor well, planning. I think yeah. like
1: that's honestly like there is so much background drama that happens in hotel rooms. That shouldn't really be a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just goes down to this, the whole thing that people don't realize that just because someone's your friend doesn't make them a good roommate or a hotel mate or living mate, whatever. Like, yeah. you gotta find the type of friends that you have in your circle that you get along with in a living situation. because. I mean, and we all respect that. There's there's some of our friend groups that, like, they have their own, like, room crew, basically, and they just stick with those people all the time. I respect that. That's cool, you know? I have people that I choose not to room with. I You know, I, I like to keep close with the people that I'm familiar with because I'd rather pay extra money knowing that everyone in my hotel room is going to be respectful and not cause a big hullabaloo on what's supposed to be, like you said, a fun weekend. And they're not going to burn the place down. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, man. I feel um, that.
0: But yeah, that's my kind of story. And you know, because I'm sappy and sentimental, each of the stories we
1: we've given uh what's the moral of your story? Well, geez. For for me, like it's just not to like just just to make the most of whatever. But um like like that that was just like one of my first ones. Like I've got way worse than that. Like, you brought up Katsukon last year. That was fortunately the only really bad thing to happen at that Katzacon. The year before was probably the most like crappy stuff. Like, I don't know, just the most like, the most horror story con that I have was Katsucon 20.
2: 18. 18. I basically had a mental breakdown on that. Yeah. At that point. I was like, I don't know why I'm here. This really sucks. Yeah. People suck. The world sucks.
1: Because, um, that's wild. I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. No, for, cause for me, um, so there was two, two oh my gosh, there was actually a couple of things. Now that I think about it. So first off, stupid me, um, did several stupid things as called I don't think about it. good grief. So first off, hotel situation. We're talking about hotels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I booked the hotel right. shifted one day forward. So I had to get another hotel just for the Thursday they were staying. And then during Friday we had to move our entire group into the other hotel, which actually went about as smoothly as you could ask. It was just stressful, but honestly, not as bad. It was just a lot to take in, a lot to like organize. So that was crazy. I, I definitely, it, wanted, I definitely want to say though, egg on your face. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I, I took full like fault for. I paid for the entire hotel. Like I felt so bad about it. Yeah, I just like I want to make sure that everyone like everyone's weekend wasn't ruined because that's a con that you just don't simply get another four day hotel room at. Like oh, by no. that point when I realized it when it was like a month away, like that's it. There's no other options. Mm-hmm. You know. So
2: and that's not that's not even mentioning like your cosplay experience for that con too
1: yeah so this is where it gets real bad on top of doing all this I decided I would do a classic cosplay no-no and could finish a cosplay at a convention but not
2: only that he was working all night the night before to get a lot of the cosplay done he pulled an all-nighter I'd be coming down a little bit in the morning, and he'd
1: still be there. There's a time where you just need to stop and say, it's not gonna happen. I had not had this thing happen to me yet, and I was committed to not have it happen to me. (laughs) I mean, all cosplayers said, oh, I'm never going to do Con Crunch, I'm never
0: going to have a last minute thing. But It, it always happens. It's inevitable. <laughs> it just, is, it is, it's like Thanos. It is inevitable.
2: I will do Con Crunch, but if it makes me not have any sleep whatsoever,
1: I'm not going to do yeah. it. Not worth it. I need to get a little yeah. bit of sleep. That I need to, to give myself a little bit more respect in that regard. Um, but yeah, so I worked on the cosplay, like I said, overnight, and out at the Con, I worked on it for like six hours, mm-hmm. um, and it still was not done um and I got it done enough or was wearable but then I only wore it for two hours because it just was not holding up because I rushed some durability stuff snapped some photos done changed out into my second cosplay and haven't touched it since because like there's so much just like is despite the amount of crunching that I put into it I wasn't happy with the end result with some parts of at least fit. it because uh, some parts were rushed some parts weren't so the part parts that weren't rushed i was like perfect but then the rest of it that i like did at the con stuff like that i wasn't happy with any of that work but that's why i needed to get the cosplay out there and it was just like ultimately only wore the cosplay for two hours so i was like what was the freaking point you know did you make your present mike cosplay for that same con were you working on two cosplays? no okay. uh, i did make present mike for that con but i didn't need to do anything for that one which brings me to the other point which made that whole day just... That That Saturday was just so crazy bad. Oh, um, well, Saturday was yeah, awful. Changing out of that cosplay, I go to present Mike. Before that, when we get to the hotel, I unpack my suitcase. This is probably the most horror story thing I have. My mic box that it perfectly crafted, and I was so happy with, everything was amazing, had crushed in transportation. And when I took it out... It was like flattened and I was like, ah! I was like no, like you can't I like I could not believe that uh, because it wasn't even packed bad. I guess it just wasn't packed in the the best way. I guess sh- things shifted, I guess oh, yeah. in a way that I didn't expect. And I guess my thing just had a it was just too new, I guess it just like it just like willingly gave in to a new shape and I was like, you can't be serious. Uh, I was like, about to cry because I worked so hard on this thing and I was like, it's freaking ruined. But um, it was just a lot of foam that was out of shape. It looked really freaking bad, but I took, um, I didn't have a heat gun on me, but I did have a blow dryer, put that thing on as high as it could, heated up that foam on the inside where the paint wasn't, was able to reshape it back into its form and it was saved. But that was a whole hour of me hoping that I could salvage this thing and somehow miraculously it survived. But I was like, I, I, I'm not kidding. I was about to have a breakdown when I saw that. So I got to changing that cosplay later Saturday. Me, also being stupid for the fifth time in this convention, decided that it would be a great idea to do a bunch of uh, video shoots midday Saturday at KatsuCon, the busiest day of the entire con, in cosplay, in a cosplay that's very restraining range of motion, being President Mike. Um... And it decided to pour only Saturday afternoon that entire weekend. So rain started to pour. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it forced everyone inside and there's like nowhere to shoot because it's Mm -hmm. so crammed and with you can get away with sneaking of photos and you can also, you know, edit afterwards. Videos is none of that. Like you need space to do videos. So I had to figure out some way to do that at the end of the day. I made it work, but the amount of stress inducing things that happen on Saturday was freaking off the charts and that was like a really freaking bad day of cosplay and if it wasn't for Sunday being such an awesome recovery day then Um, I would have severely dampened my outlook on cosplay after that because I I messed up on so many things that day. Honestly, same Saturday
2: for CassieCon 2018 was a crap show for me just because like you said, it started pouring rain. So (sighs) everybody came in. This is before that they made tickets mandatory, so a lot of people were doing lobby conning. So the entire place was packed and I was wearing my biggest cosplay for that one and I was just getting Uh, Like pushed back and forth was just trying to move around a little bit and it was just becoming all too much But you know, I'm going this year, so (laughs) Hopefully it'll go better and I I, you know because you go a couple years you kind of get the the feel for it You know how it's gonna work. Okay, like okay Friday might be pretty good for bigger cosplays Saturday Maybe trying to chill out stay away from this area definitely
1: and that area. Yeah with all these Um, like Situations like you're bringing up Kyle like you definitely do learn something mm -hmm. from them um, like I learned that like you need to take, you know, time to make sure that your props are packed properly so they don't flatten or, you know, when to call it quits on your crunch, you yeah. know, just to, like, these are like sucky experiences that ultimately led into Don't you wear ceramic saran- a- props. So, yeah. Don't wear it. Yeah. Don't wear it. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> well those
1: we are solid morals.
2: Don't. Yeah. That's good. Uh, or even just some cons, you just say, you know what, enough is enough. I this con doesn't do anything for me. I'm not gonna go go mm. to it anymore. I've had some like at least one con where, if I don't do something particular for it, like stay in the hotel that is connected, I'm not gonna go to that con. Mm. I think you know which con I'm talking about. But the one where you have to walk several blocks to get to the end of the line. I'm just
1: <laughs> not about that. You know. Um. There was. couple instances involving new york one coming out of new york one coming into new york i'll have the one coming into new york after because that one involves you as well okay um but one time i was going to genericon from new york city and genericon is up in um albany albany or i think it's technically in troy but that's right next to albany but not only was it starting to blizzard and it would blizzard the entire way up to Albany, up the whole side of the New York State line. Um, I somehow parked my car in an illegal parking spot because when you go to park your car on the street in New York City, there's like six parking signs and you don't know which one applies to you which one doesn't. I guessed wrong in the guessing game. Um, And my car got towed even though it was only there for 45 minutes. It was just gone. I thought it was stolen first I freaked out. I called nine-one-one. I was like my car is gone (laughs) And they like ran through the checklist with me and found out that yep, it's in X like parking lot and So I had to run 15 blocks as the snow was starting to come down to get my car Which took an hour to get my car $200 later um, Now I'm leaving New York in a blizzard during rush hour because i've it's become so long and the snowstorm was so bad that this is the first time i've ever seen this happen the the convention had to cancel its first day of the con mm-hmm. just like guys we like we cannot run it and they had a smush Everything into two days rather than three, and I'm I, I can't imagine, like, it was a bad experience for me, but I can't imagine being an organizer of that convention having to restructure a three day convention into a two day convention like on that weekend. Like, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, actually, I never heard of a convention canceling days due to inclement weather. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was that bad. You've actually had experience as, like, con staff. Is there any, like, crazy stories involving, like, the other side of things? Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) uh, Of course, I'm not going to slander
0: anyone, so I'm not going to name names. But there are times as a staffer where, yeah, there's a lot of, again, you know, the picture on social media doesn't tell the story. But, like, even amongst the the running and grinding gears of what's the organizers, the people, the the. The blue shirts as a staff on them, or whatever color convention it is, as a staff on them. Uh, they deal with a lot of stuff as well. Uh, my favorite, though, are parents. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my story is uh, again not naming names, but like I was at this convention, I was just I was a guy giving you the ticket uh, after you give me the money, and um, unfortunately I'm just a guy. I'm just a middleman. I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm. I could a monkey could do my job, but here. Uh, give me money I'll give you a ticket that's my only job I didn't make the rules I didn't make the convention I'm not the CEO <laughs> of cons I didn't make anime um, I'm just a guy in a color shirt that says staff on it and I unfortunately had to deal with parents because I guess for them it's easier to some guy who says staff on it than say I don't know an actual person that does a customer service so um, yeah my horror story is this particular um, um, mother uh, was complaining how, how come I need to pay money for a badge as well to go to these, uh, things that my, uh, uh, uh son or daughter is going to. And I'm like, well, uh, this entire area is for convention purposes. Yeah. Um, you are, it's completely safe. Uh, I can attest that there, nothing bad goes on. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to attend these events with your son or daughter, you also need a badge. And then... She continued talking circles, as parents do, because they're helicopter parents, Um, (laughs) saying, you know, why can't you get a cheaper badge? Why can't I just not go? uh uh, go to the badge. I'm just gonna go home. And I'm like, well, you can do, you can just leave. I no skin off my teeth, and she didn't like my attitude, uh, which is why um, subsequent, subsequent years of me doing that, they no longer put me uh, to deal with parents. Uh, they nice. uh, I do. I'm not saying I was the main reason because of my sassy attitude, but it was more like, all right, we now have a dedicated customer service booth that's next to your booth, Kyle. So yeah, if you have a parent send them that way, I'm like, oh sure, I, that's that's fine. Yeah. So was her name Karen? Probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, oh, um, so I guess. I guess the moral of my story, is parents are the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the moral of my story. Is that why you never want to be in? Mm-hmm. It's just... just I, I am a... This is my child. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. My t- son's outside. Yeah. In the dark. <laughs> yeah. His name is Rupert. He's a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. I just thought you guys should know that's not cosplay related.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, easily the most recent horror story to happen because these days, we've seen a lot of crap. We've prepared and adjusted We've for a lot of We've seen some things. We've seen some things. These days, a lot of like, hot, we don't have as many cosplay related ones or stuff that we do have, we deal with a lot better now these days, you know?
2: It's hot glue. That's yeah. how we fix our <laughs>
1: cosplay problems. It's hot all glue. It's all hot glue. <laughs> Um, you know, we've learned to like bring our own cosplay repair stuff at this time in yeah. extra material. So like, honestly, something breaks is like, all right, you don't even like get concerned, you just like focus <laughs> and like, okay, if this needs to get fixed. Let's fix it, you know? I'll just rebuild the cosplay here right now, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, definitely like the best way to learn is trial by fire when yeah. it's already happened to you and you just have to deal with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But watching learn... other people yeah. trial by fire. Definitely learn from ours
1: and other mistakes before it happens to you. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. These days, the kind of horror stories that happen to us are the ones that we can't control. For instance, but just it. about this time last year, when uh, we were going to NMA NYC, mm-hmm. and we were more than halfway from Boston to and, uh, New York City. We were past Hartford by a good mile, um, by mile, I mean like 30 minutes. Um, we heard that there was snow coming, but it wasn't supposed to be that bad. Only an inch. Keep in mind, we're from New England, an inch is nothing. If you're in Virginia, an inch is a lot. (laughs) So, um, but apparently there was like the snow on the forecast was basically saying a dusting, and I'm and keep in mind it was also early November, so places haven't really bust out all the snow equipment and stuff like that for Uh. stuff like that. And they're like, is this worth busting out all of our like highway you know plow trucks yet? And they say it's going to be dusting whatever. Not going to be that big of a deal. It was a big deal because Mm. it turned into like a minor snowstorm where we got a few inches. And the reason why that made a big difference is because they were not prepared for a storm. They did not pre-sand or pre-salt the roads. So there was a delayed reaction to the snowstorm and no preparation for the snowstorm. So the roads got Crazy. Maybe they were uh, counting all the salt from the cosplayers. <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh man! Now that I think of it. We should have just done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just going on the road, Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it was a nightmare because the closer we got to New York City, the worse the roads got. Bridges were like the amount of detours that we had to take from just roads being closed down. And I'm by roads, I mean highways. We literally
2: backed off the on ramp going to a highway to get back into town, That's right? Yeah, yes. I remember. I was like, Well, we you can't do
1: this. <laughs> we were up where we're going on an on ramp to the highway, and then literally it's just a sea of red being like taillights, you know, cars stopped, not moving every anywhere as far as the eye could see on like a three way, like a three wide highway. And I was just like, Nope throw <laughs> it in reverse, <laughs> just go right I back. Head out. <laughs> go reverse on the, don't, don't do this kids Like that yeah, don't do this, yeah. don't, yeah, definitely don't I wasn't, I wasn't about to deal with that you, you know what, the amount of scenarios that remind me of, have you seen Independence Day yeah. and you know that scene where he's like going into the city and he's like the only one going into the city and you just see all the abandoned cars like mm-hmm. going out like that's literally what it looked like it was yeah. just like cars that didn't look like they were gonna move anytime soon he's like i do not want to be a part of that it definitely takes a lot
2: for you to be done with something and by that point you were done like i was scared for my life at that (laughs) point with your driving because we got into the city and then you were just like speeding down and up like hills and things going over uh railroad tracks and things and i was just like okay we might die
1: actually (laughs) so i was yeah I mean, it's scary seeing a calm person like Will done. (laughs) From it only takes four hours to get from Boston to New York City. It took us eleven hours, so more than twice. And it's not even, it's not even, it's it's worse than that because we got to Hartford normal time. We got past Hartford normal time. So all that extra time, it wasn't evenly spread out the Mm -hmm. entire time. So, like, it took us, well, it takes you, like, an hour, no, no, it takes an hour and a half, so we were two hours in, so we were halfway to New York City, we should have only been two hours away, and then we got an extra nine-hour delay put on top of that. That's how bad it was, and that's enough to drive any Sandman crazy, and that's where I was going, I was going to crazy land. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess the moral of that story is uh, don't drive long distances <laughs> when it's snowing out.
1: Uh, going off yeah. the rails like a crazy train. Yeah, Yeah, and then to top it off, there I was I wish that... I did
2: take the train. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that was the only thing that didn't get delayed. Yeah, we watched the train go by. We are yeah. just like,
1: wow. Yeah, buses guys... were delayed, obviously. Flights were just straight up canceled for <laughs> some people, so yeah. it was a mess. But um, just to top it off, finally get to our Airbnb, where we almost up to our Airbnb. <laughs> we're all on the same street as our Air- same Airbnb. And we sit there for 30 minutes, like we can see our apartment and we keep not getting out of the car because we think it's got to move at any point, right? Yeah, it's got to move, right? And we have a bunch of luggage to take out, so you don't really want to take it off, you don't have to. But like, literally, of course, Murphy's Law, half an hour in, I say, screw it, everyone, get everything out. And then like 30 seconds after we start doing that, then the car start moving. So it's like, of course. And then we had the cab driver behind us
2: constantly honking at us. Yeah, because... Like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I will go. I didn't mean to hold you up like that. Like, we're yeah. waiting, too. <laughs> Moves a forward a half yeah. inch. Oh, there you go. Is yeah. that what you were looking for? But it wasn't It wasn't just like, uh-uh. He was slamming down on the horn nonstop. Yep. Don't you love yeah. that stuff? So I guess the moral of that story is
1: taxi drivers suck. <laughs> yes.
2: Also, hello, New York.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, New York. Oh, man. But what's good about that is that that was really the only bad thing to come out about that con. Everything else that weekend was... Pretty great. I mean, um, you stepped
2: in a puddle, which was funny, and hit your head on <laughs> that was a the same door. Night. Which that was, was the same funny. night. Yeah, so like that was all
1: one night. I bundled that all into that. <laughs> that whole day was a mess. Oh, and this uh, we, we'll end with this. This was just hilarious, and it just kind of goes to show the point that we're at. Finally, got our stuff in the Airbnb. It's late. What do you do? And it's super late, and you're hungry in New York City. You go to your local corner, 99 cent slice pizza place. So we go there and we're just like, this is the best thing ever. We're so happy to have like some nice warm food. Our convention is
2: status is finally going uphill. Yeah,
1: I know we're like, we're happy that we, you know, unpacking all that. And then just after we've all gotten our pizza, some person was upset that they didn't even get napkins. With their pe- I kid you not, I'm not making this up. Like they were upset that they didn't get napkins. The guy like approached them at the counter. He's like, yo, you want to like give me napkins with my pizza next time?
2: Actually, actually, so the here, here's what happened. <laughs> yeah. They have napkins on display in the front where you can pick it up when they give you your box of pizza. Right. This guy came in with his girlfriend, they get their order, they look inside their box and he says, hey, my girlfriend didn't get napkins with her pizza. Why are there no napkins inside the box? And we're thinking, like, Nap- who puts <laughs> napkins inside the box? That's weird. And the napkins are right there. And the guy's like, uh, the napkins are right there. He's like, Well, b- b- why didn't you put the napkins in the box with it? like we're supposed to have napkins? What do you think? We're just gonna eat this with our hands or something? And I'm like, That's what pizza is. This is, is. Yeah. hilarious. I am loving this. Dinner and a show. It's
1: late at night in yeah. New York City. What a time. Who needs Broadway? Yeah, you it know. was like. Is so bad because, like, the guy at the counter was, like, like holding he his looked, breath.
2: He looked like he was more than he, done. He looked like he was handling a he, shotgun from behind the and counter.
1: And that's what I'm saying. He had, like, he had one hand on top of the counter and one hand under the counter. And I'm just like, I don't want to know he what's behind the counter. He had death in his eyes. And, I'm yeah, yeah and also, he, was, is- he was, like, one comment away from absolutely snapping. Also, you know? the
2: thing is, this guy looked like he was 16 or 17. It was midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning and then like, just these like sketchy like some there's a couple of sketch people who came in and came out and all this stuff and he just looks
1: like he's ready to deal with trouble and i'm like i don't want to be here for that trouble please what's so funny is that we have been put up with so much crap that entire day that at that point even though that was one of the sketchiest things we had been a part of that entire day we did not care at it was all also we the had pizza and we were just like we could be watching a fist fight in <laughs> like two seconds from now Should we're we- just <laughs> tourists we're just visiting hello <laughs>
2: So, yeah. Moral of the story Who the crap puts napkins in a pizza box? <laughs> oh, man. Anywho. Alright. Real
1: spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> you ever open up your pizza box and find no napkins? Oh,
0: that's my nightmare. <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah. thunder
1: strikes us. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, that's the form uh, Pennywise would take for me a box of <laughs> pizza that doesn't have napkins. No
1: napkins. What
0: is that?
1: That's my nightmare. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Oh my gosh. Fear. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, Pennywise, he's like in the grate and he's like got napkins like come and grab it. <laughs> right here. Oh, Let's come reach geez. out for you. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Coscast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you check us out at geekkind.tv for all of our lovely content. Make sure you subscribe to us on all our social media platforms and listen to us on anywhere that you find uh, podcasts and yeah thanks for joining us guys thank you thank you yeah yeah, yeah. it's real spooky yeah. <laughs> i don't want to go to bed now yeah <laughs> i, I, don't, I don't, i'm too scared <laughs> it's to go to bed i'm gonna stay breaks. awake oh, yeah. <laughs> all right i'm gonna watch them look sure. <laughs> stay tight geeks <laughs>